Hello, Believers. It's Dr. Shante, and welcome to another episode of Branding for Believers. We are at episode 49. I cannot believe it, but we are quickly approaching the anniversary of this show. Branding for Believers aired April 22nd, 2015, and life has not been the same since. And all of you are such a huge and tremendous part of that. So I thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart for being with me for this journey for all of these episodes. It truly has been a blessing. Before we get into today's show, I just want to remind you that the Faith Summit is really just about two months out. So for those of you attending in Chicago, those of you attending in D.C., you can actually head to my blog, drshantesays.com forward slash blog, because... Since it's my birthday week, I am offering a very special opportunity for you guys to secure your registration for $56. So it's a pretty sweet deal. Go ahead, head to drshantesays.com forward slash blog and all of the information to take advantage of that will be there for you to meet me in Chicago or D.C. for the Believe Bigger Faith Summit. If you have not purchased your registration, I encourage you to do so sooner rather than later because I limited it to 50 seats per city because I want to work intimately with the attendees. And so if you have not done that yet, make sure that you press your way to do that. Or you can just head to BelieveBiggerSummit.com and go ahead and secure your registration. So on the show today, we have some very special guests. We actually have a duo, a dynamic duo leading the charge for Besties MD. And Besties MD is a project of passion from two medical doctors, Dr. Chantel Stevens Archer and Dr. Gameli Dakaye Amenu. And they became best friends in college and went through residency. And both of them are now practicing physicians. And they came together to create Besties MD as a project of empowerment about allowing women to be empowered, particularly in their bodies and with their mental health. So Men, don't duck out of the episode thinking like, "Uh uh-oh, this is one of those ladies episodes. No, there is definitely value here for all listeners. And some of the big takeaways from this episode, some really good tweetables, one of them being a diagnosis is not a death sentence. And so sometimes when we receive a diagnosis about things that are wrong with us, we immediately reject it and say, oh, don't claim that over my life. Don't speak that over my life. But facts are facts. And if you receive a diagnosis, just know that it's not a death sentence. It's just an opportunity for you to make changes. And so I want you guys to tune in and really hear their story of faith and passion, how they maintain a partnership, because maintaining business partnerships is not easy. And there's also a little extra special guest uh, joining us on the show. Uh, Dr. Stevens Archer just had a baby not too long ago. So in case you're going through this episode thinking, is that a baby in the background? Yes, that is the baby in the background. Because when you are a working parent and an entrepreneur and building a brand, you have to make it work and you have to make it do what it do. So hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And as always, you can tweet me out at Dr. Shante Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And do not forget tonight... Every Wednesday in April, I am doing Believe Bigger Bible Study on Periscope. You can grab your study guide also off my blog, drshantesays.com forward slash blog. Download your study guide. Last week's Bible study was amazing, and I'm expecting another amazing Bible study today as well. So you guys make sure that you grab that and enjoy the episode.
lot of times when you come out of residency, you kind of hit the ground running with your practice, trying to get established, trying to get clients, trying to keep from getting sued, <laughs> trying to make sure that, you know, you are, are keeping up with all of the policies and procedures of the insurance world. So tell me, how did Besties MD come about? How did you two make that connection to one another and what made you decide to build a brand? So uh, Bestie's MD is really a project of passion for us. Um, we are committed to delivering health information to uh, women and really making them feel empowered about their bodies and feel very confident in the knowledge that they have. Uh, we have found in our practice that oftentimes we'll see patients and explain to them what's going on, but then at the end of the day, they don't really have the grasp of the information. And so we wanted to break things down down, make it very simple and relatable and fun as well. Um, we actually met 14 years ago uh, during college orientation, and oh, I don't wow. know, something, yeah, something just drew us to each other, and we ended up being roommates uh, for our first year and the subsequent years and our first year of medical school. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, we, yeah, and we really seen each other through it all, you know, through ups and downs and through marriages and kids and success and failures. And, you know, 14 years later, we knew that we wanted to put all of our experience, um, all of our passion, our dedication to health, um, and put it into um, a useful company. And so that's where Bessie's MD came from. And really, you know, it's great to teach medicine while you're in the hospital, but really you have to meet your masses and meet the people where they are. And everyone's mm -hmm. on social media, so that's the best place to get that medical information out there because people are reading and absorbing and learning as they go. Friends, let me tell you what a feat it is for you guys still to be friends after being roommates because I was an RA when I was in college, and I'm telling you, I've seen friendships break up like rock bands, like, oh, <laughs> I have to love her from afar. So that that's a, definitely a hurdle right there. But something that you said is very key is that it's one thing to teach medicine and to teach health and your practice, but... Not everybody's going to come to the doctor. You have to go to where the people actually are and leveraging social media to get the messages out there. So tell me, in your practice, you know, because my audience is largely uh, an African-American audience, and even though I have, you know, listeners worldwide, obesity is a real problem in America. Um, so tell me, what are some of the risk factors that you guys are seeing coming into your offices that are some of the bigger health concerns in this community? So the community that I practice, and I'm an emergency medicine physician, so um, I practice in the south suburbs here in Chicago, and it's a pretty mixed population, but it is predominantly um, African-American. And um, it's funny because I just had a patient last night who was 15, and she was already pre-diabetic and pre-hypertensive. And wow. so I asked her, and I'm pretty blunt, you know, I'm pretty honest. I asked her, like, so what are you doing about that? You know, you're too young to be struggling with, with all of that. And she was carrying a little bit of extra weight, which we see a lot in our community with our diet and the things that we, you know, choose to eat. And what we put into our bodies really, really does affect us in the long run. So... Um, I know personally, even though I'm not a primary doctor and I don't sit down with you for, you know, several minutes in the office, I still try to give my um, my spiel, you know, when it comes to healthy lifestyle because that's really where it starts. And, and what about you? 
is um, depression, too. I think mm. specifically in the African-American population, especially uh, women, you know, we're strong and we're powerful and we do everything. But sometimes we don't always have the support system and sometimes we get down. And um, I'm seeing depression, but I'm not seeing us manage the depression or talk about it, talk about what mm. it feels like a little stress. And here's something I hear a lot of people say, you know what, Doc, don't, don't put that diagnosis on me. I'm not claiming that. But I want people to realize that having a diagnosis doesn't mean that it's not a curse on your life. We're sitting here as doctors, also as vessels to help manage and help you deal with those issues and make you stronger. So, listeners, let's put that out in the atmosphere. Let's tweet that. A diagnosis is not a death sentence, okay? Sometimes we just have to accept the reality of what is so that we can make some changes. And depression is something that we don't talk a lot about in our community, but social media, since you guys brought it up, social media is an excellent platform. Um, It's a perfect Mm -hmm. storm for public success and private struggle. You know, you, you put out the, the happy pictures and the family time, and mm-hmm. you you build up this perception of being a consistent winner. But what happens behind the scenes when mm-hmm. you, like you said, you don't have the support system or when things in your personal life are crumbling but you kind of feel the pressure to kind of keep up this, I don't want to call it a facade because some of those things are, are very genuine, but, you know, to kind of keep up this impression that everything is everything in your world and that has its own setbacks, not just, you know, psychologically, but also on our health. Exactly. Exactly. We couldn't agree more. So let's talk about, oh, go ahead. Yeah, so we've really been trying to get out there, just like you said, to meet them where they are, even speaking engagements, local community organizations, we're speaking here too. We're trying to really get the word out. So tell me a little bit, because something that a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs think about but kind of hem and haw about is this notion of partnerships because partnerships can be very hard to manage. And you guys had a pre-established friendship and, and there's this this thing out in the atmosphere that says, hey, don't go into business with your friends if you expect to stay friends. So tell me how you navigated that arrangement and how you are able to maintain the friendship as well as balance the business demand. So I think we are very fortunate, you know, because not only are we friends, but we're really sisters. You know, our families are intertwined. Our lives are intertwined. We feel like our destinies are intertwined, too. So a lot of what we do comes very natural for us. And so it's interesting because we recently started working with, um, uh, like, a a publicist, someone to help get – our word out there, and that was a new partnership for us, and it was Mm -hmm. difficult to always communicate a lot of the things that were unspoken between um, Dr. Chantal and I. Um, But at the end of the day, communication, I think, is really where where the success and the progress comes from. Uh, We try to communicate as often as we can. You know, she's a busy mother of two. We're both busy doctors and wives and 
you know, sisters to, you know, we have family and other hobbies. And so trying to really be in touch with one another, trying to make sure we're as honest with each other as possible, you know, um, about challenges, about successes, and really making it um, a true partnership. Um, do you have anything to add? <laughs> it's funny because sometimes people can't even tell us apart, like when we're on the phone or something, that's how connected we are. So um, fortunately, a lot of it comes naturally for us, but it, it still takes work for sure. And have you guys written up a, like a formal contract or have you just kind of like made, you know, a sisterly arrangement? Do you recommend that other people would, that aspire to do a, a partnership would do something a little bit more formal? What is your recommendation for our listeners mm-hmm. who are contemplating? <laughs> well, I don't know if what we did worked for everyone, but uh, you, we, we pretty much decided that, you know, increase in fame and fortune and all that's going to come with our business is not going to change us. And that's what mm-hmm. we signed on a piece of paper. But again, for us, a lot comes naturally. And we're more than just friends. We're more than just partners. We're sisters. So she's always had my back. I've always had hers. Um, but, you know, if if you're working with someone who maybe you're not on that level with, I think it's always smart to protect yourself and to protect your assets as well. Absolutely. And listeners, what I want you guys to take away from that is that even though somebody might be well qualified and well equipped to do a job, there is definitely something to be said about chemistry. You have to have good chemistry with the people that you work with, and there are all kinds of assessments out there, personality assessments, strengths assessments that can show you what is kind of the best mix for your brand, for your business, how you guys can work harmoniously together. So let's dig a little bit deeper. And beyond the business, you know, as entrepreneurs and as doctors, as, as full-time, you know, working women, you know, and, and, and one of you is, is we have an extra guest. I forgot to mention our third guest. Can you tell us about our third guest? Because I know some of you are like, is that a baby in the background? Yes, there is a baby that in is the background. Who's the baby? Yes. Please tell us. Who's you know the baby? What? <laughs> Being an entrepreneur is about multitasking. So we have yes. the baby here. Her name is Zuri Alana, and she's seven months old. And uh, she's over here keeping us company and chiming in every now and then. <laughs> there you have it, because she has something to say, too. And, and you know what, <laughs> listeners, that's just real. You know, that's the reality of motherhood, entrepreneurship, balancing your schedule and trying to fit it all in. Sometimes, you know, your children have to come along for the ride. I have definitely been there. You'll see my child pop up in pictures all over the place because that's just what it is, <laughs> you know. Um, and it's, it's also a wonderful thing for, for her to be able to see. But back to my question um, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper. Can you take us to a time in your either pursuit to become doctors or in your pursuit to build this brand where you had to exercise some real faith? Because there are no guarantees in the entrepreneurial world. So let's go to a time where you guys had to have a real heart-to-heart, go into some prayer, and make a decision to believe bigger. Oh, indeed. There, there's many. Um, but one that really um, comes clear to my mind is, um, and it's not so much about entrepreneurship, but it links back to what we're doing now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's uh, after I completed college, I decided to take a year off to kind of just regroup and make some money, pay off some um, med- some uh, college stu- student loans. And I was never a really good test taker, and so. 
I used a year to study for the MCAT and apply to medical school. And I remember um, due to my subpar test scores, my friends were getting all these acceptance letters, and I wasn't. I wasn't getting one at all. Until mm-hmm. finally, I received a conditional acceptance. And um, here were the conditions, and they're actually quite astounding. Um, they wanted me to retake the MCAT. They also wanted me to score five points or higher on my MCAT than I had previously. And then oh. upon upon making those conditions or reaching those conditions, then they wanted me to do a prematriculation program um, for 10 weeks and I had to score a GPA of B or higher, and then they would let me into medical school. Wow. And I don't know, um, you know, how many of your readers have tried, you have gone into medicine, no type of careers, but these are real big challenges, especially since the last test date to take the MCAT was a month away. So I had less than a month to study for this huge test and score five points or higher. And then I would then have to quit my job, you know, um, participate in this program uh, for 10 weeks and score a GPA of D or higher. And I'm like, I got bills. How am I going to do this, you know? Hello. (laughs) But, you know, it's so crazy to me because I don't know how many times, you know, the devil can really just put a lot of self-doubt into your life and really make you think, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. You know, maybe I'm doing too much. Maybe because it's not easy, you know, maybe because the pieces didn't fall into place. That's not really what God had for me. I mean, I had a good job. I had great coworkers. I was making good money. You know, life was good. Maybe I just need to stay where I was and just grow where I was and not pursue this medicine career. Mm-hmm. So I was really at a crossroads. And I had to pray a lot, a lot about it. And, you know, the devil is a liar. I decided I just, I'm going to let it go and I'm going to follow God and just take that risk and went for it. Definitely. And as, as you can see, listeners, I'm talking to doctors, uh, besties, MDs. So clearly <laughs> your, your, your gamble, you know, your, your leap of faith paid off. How has that clearly. resonated? <laughs> How has that resonated in your practice and in your friendship and your partnership, mm-hmm. the faith component? How has faith played a role in your partnerships? Well, I mean, faith is really what sustains us. You know, we're both believers, and uh, we both um, – sorry, we're moving the baby around. <laughs> uh, we're both believers, and uh, we both really um, lean strongly on God um, in order to empower us and in order to strengthen us and to really give us peace. You know, what we do is not easy. I mean, there are some times that – you know, I literally am physically and emotionally exhausted at the end of the day. You know, if I have a child that passes away or I have to give, you know, a 30-year-old a cancer diagnosis, you know, when mm-hmm. I see people's lives change before my eyes, that's tough, you know, and it can be very unsettling and it can be very uneasy. Uh, but through our faith, you know, we've been able to see that, we do so much good in our profession, you know, and we do so many positive things and we help so many people. And sometimes even in those bad moments, you know, people will, will years later remember that we gave them news in a comforting way or we, you know, we put our hand on their knee or we gave them a tissue. Like they'll remember us for having that compassion for them, you know. So it just makes it, it makes it a little, it makes it a little easier to do what we do every day uh, when we're leaning on our faith. I think God also has a way of sending reaffirmation along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think in that same example I gave, you know, when even though I had only four weeks to study for the NCAT, I took the test in less than four weeks to score substantially higher than what they even wanted, mm-hmm. you know, and that was my first reaffirmation. Okay, you know what, maybe I lost with something here. Maybe God got me, you know. And then mm-hmm. when I went and did my prematriculation program, not only did I score a GPA average of B, I did a GPA average of A, so much so. Come on now. Mm-hmm. For the medical student. There you go. So, you know, you'll really send reaffirmation along the way. You just have to trust. And I think you also have to be very um, – purposeful about it. You have to have initiative in terms of searching for that inspiration. You have to keep looking for it and you have to keep desiring it um, and looking for it in different ways. You know, we were just talking when we were looking over some of these questions and I know one of the verses that has really resonated with me is Philippians 4, um, 6 through 7, you know, really just talking about not worrying about anything and actually mm-hmm. praying about everything. Just talk yep. to him. Tell him what you need. And then also be thankful for where you are and what, what you've accomplished so far. You know, and then you get that peace. I mean we're I'm always searching for that peace. And it doesn't make sense for us to be peaceful people. It doesn't make sense for us to have calm in what we do. But yet we both work into our we both walk into our workplace and we, we run it, you know, because we have that peace within us. We know what we're doing. Um, and it really allows us to be successful. So let me jump in on a couple of things that you guys said that were just really key and really powerful. One is, is that, you know, this journey is hard. It's difficult, especially when you are mm-hmm. running a practice on one track and building a brand on another track. It can be very difficult. And some people, you know, will, will say and, and maybe have said, you all are doctors. Why are you doing this extra stuff? You know, you all are already in the money. You know, just, <laughs> just, 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 just ride the gravy train on the glory. You know, just do that. <laughs> But something that you said is that you're helping so many people that it's not about you. And that's sometimes the part that gets lost in the journey is because you will have those dark moments where you question yourself, like, why am I doing this? And then it is the patients or the people that come back and say, you changed my life, you helped me, you exercised some compassion when I was at a very low point in my life, and I'll never forget it. And and that helps to make it worthwhile. And then something else that you said is, is that the enemy is a liar. You know, sometimes the the enemy's job is to plant seeds of doubt. So he knows that that he can't Mm -hmm. stop you, but if he can get you to stop on your own by making Mm -hmm. you doubt, by making you question, by making you say, well, maybe this really isn't for me, you know, we really are consistently engaged in in spiritual warfare. And so being Mm -hmm. able to have that belief, that anchor, that faith um, to carry you through is, so key, no matter what business you're in, no matter what brand you're building, because people could easily look at you and say, like, oh, you got it made, but mm-hmm. it's a grind <laughs> no matter what job you're in. Can you speak to yeah. that? Yes, we can definitely speak to that. I mean, there are some days when I'm at work. Fortunately, you know, the ER is very casual, so um, I'm able to, like, play music and stuff and kind of have that. Most of the time I have gospel on, you know, Mm because I just, I need it. I need it at that moment, at that time to get me through, you know, 40 people in the waiting room and intensity and heart attacks and strokes and stab wounds and, you know, all the other stuff that comes to the ER. So my faith is just, it's, it's, um, irreplaceable. Exactly. And so in terms of our listeners, many of whom are, 
on their faith journey. And sometimes, you know, they say, well, yeah, you can say that because you're a doctor. And people have said this to me. They said, oh, well, you're Dr. Shantae, so it's easy for you. And what I try to get people to understand is that um, starting from the bottom, now we here. Okay, like, you know, when you grow up in Chicago, um, we've seen a lot of things. You know, we, we have not always had silver spoons in our mouths. You know, I grew up, you know, for a good part of my life in Inglewood on 70th and Troop Street, and that is that is one of the highest crime neighborhoods in the city right now. But, you know, God saw fit to, to navigate my, my life in such a way to, to pull me out of those circumstances. So what do you have to say to people who use their past or, you know, their origins or their beginnings to say, well, I can't do that because this is where I came from. You know, I think that's just another lie that the enemy tells you because, I mean, most of my family is still selling tomatoes in the in the market in Africa. So if that's where I came from and I could end up being a doctor, I mean, anything is possible. Everything is possible. Um, so I don't believe that your destiny is necessarily tied to your origin, you know, um, I think you really just have to have the faith to step out of your comfort zone, step out of what you think you're supposed to have or who you think you're supposed to be, and really dream bigger, you know, see bigger for yourself. And um, that's even something that we do. We have a vision board, you know. We see where we want to go. I mean, we've been very fortunate to be very successful in the year and couple months that we've been doing this, you know, but we are always striving for bigger, and we're always seeing ourselves where we want to be. Um, and that, you know, doing that, it's, we don't have any hindrances. Where our origins or where we came from has no bearing on where we're going. If anything speaks to that, to that, our lives do. Because both of us are the only doctors, the first doctors in our family. Yep. And, you know, none of us came from having that, that silver spoon in our mouth. We don't have any other doctors to pave the way for us or give us the internship. Yeah. We stumbled through it together. Yeah. And so if we can do it, anyone else can do it. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said, you know, about that belief, you know, so of course this podcast is all all about believing bigger. And one of the things that I even stress in my book, all things are possible to, to those who believe. That is the one condition that is necessary for success. So if we're talking about any sort of prerequisites, the prerequisite isn't having a wealthy background. The prerequisite isn't having well-to-do parents. The prerequisite isn't going to a prestigious school. The prerequisite is belief. The prerequisite is faith. And if you have faith, you can move mountains. And while we're on the subject of believing bigger, both of you have the book, yes? Yes. Have you been enjoying it? I had to throw in that plug, listeners. You know I did. Um, They've been posting it on their social media and on their Instagram and and taking pictures with it and, and all of that. So if you guys could just briefly speak to, you know, is there any part of the book that is really resonating with you or speaking to you in your practice about believing bigger? There are so many parts, but there's this part that I actually took, and I um, I have it on a post-it note on my uh, mirror in the bathroom, and I also had it written in my planner that I take to work. And you um, said in your book, I don't remember exactly where, it was somewhere in like chapter 3, 4, you said he doesn't have a bounty of blessings for some and table scraps for others. Mm. I mean, that really, that shook me. <laughs> that really shook me. 
But sometimes you see others. You can't pin your success. You can't compare your success to other people's success. You look at others, oh, they got this, they got that. Maybe it's not meant for me. Maybe I'm just supposed to be that way. No, no, not at all. God wants success for all of us. That's just such an amazing thing. Thank you so much for saying that. And I feel privileged that I made it to the bathroom and the planner, y'all. Um, I'm... <laughs> Believing bigger is is in her life, but that's such a, a key thing, and I'm glad that you said that. One of the things that keeps us, you know, the Bible says that we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight, but walking by sight, seeing what other people have, seeing how things are going for, for our our neighbor or our fellow peer and wondering, oh, well, God must have favoritism for them, you know, and, and not for me. If that type of, of destructive thinking, if those types of, of really demonic lies that will keep you from continuing to pursue your dreams, you know, the thing is, is that the Bible says that we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And so what that means is that you have to walk your own journey. You can't ride in on your best friend's coattail. You can't ride in on grandma's coattail. You have to work out your own issues with your faith, and those issues are going to be different for everybody. You're talking about not everybody who came with a silver spoon in their mouth. Not even Some people don't have two parents. Some people don't have mm-hmm. a parent, you know, right. and were raised by their grandmother or their aunt or in less than ideal environments and have turned out to be phenomenal phenomenally successful people. You know, I think about some of the most successful people in the world, in the motivation world, people like Tony Robbins or Lisa Nichols. Yeah. They never... They never went to college. They're millionaires mm-hmm. with, with, you know, businesses that net, net billions of dollars. And when you ask them about their education, they'll tell you, I got a Ph.D. in results. <laughs> you know, that's just what I know. That's right. So they just, you know, it, it's always about, you know, working out your own issues. And sometimes when we just move ourselves out of the way and realize that God has enough for everybody to eat everybody to eat. We would just stop this game of comparison, how much more blessed we would be. So I do want to to end on a note of advice. So as we have listeners who are on their journeys, who are still pursuing this, you guys are a year in it, and I mean, your brand is so well done. You guys have to have a team. I'm assuming you're not your own graphic artist, your butcher, your baker, your candlestick maker. What 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 is the team of Bessie's MD? What does that look like for you guys? How do you make it work, or do you share the load? How does that work? You know what? Um, one thing we're Type A personalities, <laughs> so uh oh. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. The good thing is, you know, yeah, you're driven and you want to, you know, you're about results. But the bad thing is you think that you can do everything. And we have to learn the hard way that we have to use our passion and we have to use our strength to work for us. And wherever we have a deficit, find someone that can feel that deficit. Indeed. So our, we call them our, our squad. Yes. <laughs> um, our squad is actually made up of uh, very close friends. Um, we did see- seek some professional um, advice, you know, because we are entrepreneurs. We've never, we know medicine, but the business side of medicine is something that we're still trying to learn, um, mm-hmm. the business side of, mm-hmm, of entrepreneurship. So we did um, hire someone to help us in terms of forming our brand and strategy. And strategy. But a lot, of, a lot of what we do came from us, you know. Um, but just really learning how to utilize our resources, utilize other people 
people's skills and realizing that everything doesn't have to be perfect all the time. You know, it's about the big picture and not to get lost in all the day-to-day details. Just keep remembering why you're doing it and where you want to be, and that just makes it that much easier on the journey. Thank you for saying that. Focus on the big picture and don't get bogged down in the details because sometimes that – I had to get over that. There are some podcast episodes I can call them by name where I'm like, I don't want to publish this because sound quality is not exactly what I want for it to be. But people consistently tune into this show, and so I can't let my, you know, shortcomings or what have you, but it is a a key indicator to me, okay, Shantae, you need to outsource that because in addition to building your brand and being a professor and what have you, uh, you don't need to add sound engineer to your list of credentials, so you need to (laughs) outsource that. To someone yeah, who I, can can do it. So, in terms of, of of parting advice for our listeners, people who are struggling in their journey, you guys are a year into it. You're just getting started. You've already changed so many lives and things like that. But some people they're not there yet, and they're wondering if it's worth it. What words of encouragement or advice do you have for people who are in that place? I say that as long as your goal and your dreams are driven by passion, I say pursue it because your passion is what's going to let everything else go. You know, don't chase chase the vision, not the money, because the money will follow the movement. So oh, <laughs> yes, and then I think I would also add that, you know, really find out who your support system is, you know, get help. It's okay to have help. It is your dream. It is your goal. It's your baby. You've thought about it. You've been up all night with it, um, but get help where you can, and that I think will really take your brand to the next level. Thank you so much for saying that. And listeners, I hope you guys are taking it to heart. If there's one thing that that you should hear very loudly and clearly in this episode is get some help. I want you to think about everybody that you admire, Shonda Rhimes, you know, all the, the panel, Mark Cuban, you know, some of you might even support Donald Trump, but that's another podcast for another day. You know, but the fact <laughs> of the matter is, is that even Oprah, Everybody that that you see that is successful, nobody is doing it alone, okay? Martha Stewart, who is one of my favorite brands, Martha doesn't even, she's not even the editor for her own magazine. They allow, she allows them to use her name, and it's her brand, but she's not involved in the day-to-day details of the magazine. And so something that can be very hard to do but certainly very worthwhile is building your team. Before Jesus started his ministry, what did he do? He built the team. He didn't just go out Mm -hmm. there willy-nilly. He surrounded Mm -hmm. himself with a group of individuals that were going to support him. Now, one of them turned out to be a devil, but, you know, that was already (laughs) prophesied in the Old Testament. You know, he played his part and he did his role. So for the most part, Jesus even sets an example for all of us to follow is that build your support system, build your team so that you can be the leader, the visionary, and execute your brand at a very high level. Ladies and baby, thank you so much for joining me on this show. And listeners, if you guys have takeaways, tweets, um, please do let us know on Twitter and Instagram. And ladies, please tell us where we can find you on social media and what your website is, please. 
Yes. So our website is uh, www.bestiesmd.com, and all the handles, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are BestiesMD. So definitely check in daily. Get your get your daily dose of useful information. And, um, you know, we're also really plugging our mentorship program. That's kind of what's big and next for us. It's called Medical Mavens, where we are fostering sisterhood within medicine. Uh, it's a pipeline program mm-hmm, dedicated to preparing educationally disadvantaged women for the medical sciences, and we really encourage their reach beyond the boundaries of social, um, economic, and educational circumstances, and we do skills acquisitions and professional building professional relationships and mentoring, so there's definitely information for that on our website, too, and that's, that's what's next for Besties MD. That's fantastic, and that that touched my heart. Again, you know, it's not just about money. They are driven by passion, and Medical Mavens, just an opportunity to reach out to women who are socially and economically disadvantaged and say, you know, there's a place for you here, and we can show you the way to get there. I absolutely love it. So, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you, and we'll catch you on the next episode. 